You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Tomahawk Nation podcast. Today I am excited to be joined by one of our Tomahawk Nation alumni, uh, the best Florida State baseball beat writer, the man, the myth, the legend, Brett Nevitt. My name is Tim Allenball. For the next 30 minutes, Brett and I are going to talk about Florida State baseball. Uh, season is starting on Friday, uh, and it's a new era at Florida State. But before, you, before we jump in there, how you been, Brett? Been good. Appreciate you having me on here. Uh, you know, it's busy season right now for for me, but um just really ready to get this season started underway and ready to see guys just get on the field and how they perform under the lights but yeah I've been good really excited to you know watch this team and see a new era start um with Link at the helm but um really appreciate you having me on here today yeah I mean I've seen you doing some coverage over at 247 on on football and basketball but I know this is where your heart is uh this is what you kind of eat breathe sleep uh you're kind of like the grinch on christmas your heart grew yeah. 10 times coming this week starting for florida state baseball so i mean let's jump right into it you just said it it's a new era at florida state baseball for the first time in over 40 years they're going to have somebody leading the team without the last name of martin uh, i know you've been around the program the last few years you've got to experience uh both junior and senior uh, and now you're catching practice, catching the scrimmages. Uh, I guess let's just jump into it with Link Jarrett and his staff in charge. How's it been different so far? Yeah, Link's just extremely detail-oriented and extremely organized with the stuff he does in the field and, and the way he runs practices. Um, and, and everything he does, everything he sets up has a purpose to it. I mean, I remember 
the first time me and Link really talked, you know, we were just talking about stuff and talking about the improvements at Hauser. And he's like, yeah, I added, I wanted to add a new opening to the dugout to get better flow. And like, I know that's really small, but it was like, this guy really thinks about every single little thing that's going to make his program go even from, you know, how the, how, how the dugout works to, to how every guy, every guy is going to be out there on the mound. It's just, every little thing is, is like, he makes sure he goes over every little thing. Um, practice wise, he does a really good job of, of keeping it up tempo and kind of never having guys standing around, you know, guys always have a job, no matter what position you're, you're at, you're always moving around doing something. Um, and he, he just, he's very good about, you know, positive reinforcement, you know, when guys, make mistakes it's not really you know bash them or or go at them you know for doing anything wrong it's more so you know here's what you did wrong here's here's why we do it this way and here's how you should do it um so I just think they're going to be a lot better prepared this year you know day in and day out but just overall as well with stuff like you know bunt defenses uh stuff like that stuff that should just be routine for for college baseball teams that you know that this team has struggled with in the past couple of years it's like uh if we did like podcast fist pumps when you said detail oriented i wanted to be like finally <laughs> so i think you know we talked about it last year uh when we would message each other that the florida state team last year could be so frustrating at times uh, because they act like they'd never practice building a bunt, uh, you know, or, or 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 just something routine like that. Incredibly frustrating. So that is, uh, that is like already like a checkbox. I think, um, you know, you you and Aria have the uh, the Sunday Golds podcast, the uh, the only Florida State dedicated Florida State baseball dedicated podcast out there, and it's it's amazing. Uh, if you're listening to this and not listening to that, what are you doing? But um, you said in a podcast, I think it was two or three ago, that the staff operates in a very efficient manner. And you said the reason for that was because up at Notre Dame, the, the window to practice was so much smaller. They didn't have as much daylight. They didn't have as much warm temperature. Uh, I, I live not, you know, not terribly far from there. And the weather is crazy unpredictable up here. Um, do you feel like that has helped uh fsu focus like the team as a whole like during their practice you know we just talked about it there were so many lapses and fundamentals last year with that kind of mindset from the coaching staff it kind of feels like the team just naturally has to get in line or they're going to fall way behind yeah i mean the thing was with their practices a lot of the times they weren't even on a baseball field it was just you know we're going to go to the indoor practice facility for football we're going to bring four bases with us and we're going to measure everything out and you know you kind of see that in a lot of stuff link does i mean uh you know he when he was at i don't remember which coaching convention was at you know i saw the the infield chart that he had the defensive chart and just from that you could see the detail i mean it's like everything's measured out by the step by the foot um and they have certain systems they do that that are part of what that defensive you know infield system is but just you can tell that everything's been measured out by him. Like he's he was at the he was in the practice facility walking off steps to make sure guys were in perfect spots, stuff like that. And then when you go to practice, you see, you know, the infielders will break off into their own little groups. And and every infield group kind of has their own coach. And there's a lot of coaches involved. I mean, 
Brad Vanderglass is the volunteer assistant. He works with the outfielders. Usually Link and Sean Guy, director of player operations, will work with the infielders. Um, and obviously Chuck's with the with the pitchers and Rich is with the catchers. So they all they all go through their individual drills to start. And then after that, usually it's uh, you know, a good portion of situational drills, whether that's outfielders hitting cutoff, relay, stuff like that, or going into bunt drills and he really does it a lot and emphasizes it a lot and kind of overdoes it to a point. And he said that like he wants to overdo it and he wants to make like kind of nail it into their heads that it's almost hard to mess it up at this point. And they do they do stuff very quickly paced. Usually they're, they'll have three pitchers out of the mound at once. You know, one goes to one base, one goes to the next base, and then the last one goes to another base. It's it's three drills in one that includes the whole field and um it's just you, you got to be on point at practice every day with link that as a player you have to know exactly where you're going to be exactly what you're going to do on every single situational play to to go through a link practice and and be able to figure things out so um it's probably a little stressful on players but he also keeps it fun and in light and i think you know when when games roll around it will show that those guys you know won't panic in game cuz cuz they've been there in practice Hearing you say that Notre Dame basically made the College World Series uh, operating like a high school baseball team. <laughs> I remember dragging out the bases in the high school gym, you know, back in the day. So uh, that's that's incredible what they did up there and uh, hopefully see those same results at Florida State. Uh, you mentioned Chuck Ristano, uh, the pitching coach, and uh, also kind of going back to one of your, your, your podcasts, you talked about... Uh, how the staff has really responded to him. I know it's short sample size so far, but what is it about his presence or the style that he brings that it has really clicked with his staff so far? Yeah, one, I just think Chuck is extremely genuine. Um, when you talk to him, it's just a very genuine conversation. He's very personable. Um, you know, he tries to have conversations with everyone I know. When I talk to him, you know, for the podcast, I mean, we talk 30 minutes after just chatting. And I know I know some other guys in the beat have had that experience with him. And, you know, with every single player that every single pitcher he has on staff, he has a personal connection with them. He's making jokes with them. You know, he's just a guy that every single time you talk to a pitcher, they're like Chuck's the, the best guy. Like they don't talk about him as a coach. They talk about how good of a guy he is. And I think that's just first and foremost with him. Um you know, I also think he's really good at at portraying stuff to guys. Um, you know, when it comes to stat cast and stuff like that, I guess TrackMan that Florida State has, I mean, pitchers, they get back probably 100 data points on every single pitch they throw. But I think Chuck does a really good job of simplifying those metrics for them and not overdoing it with the metrics, but saying like, you know, here's what you need to look at. Here's what you need to try to improve on. And here's how we're trying to make things work for you. Um, but he doesn't try to overdo it. He does a good job of, of combining kind of old school and new school at the same time. I think Link said that a couple of times, but yeah, more so than anything, he just makes such a good connection with everyone he, he comes across, I think. And that's been the thing that stood out to me about Chuck. And like, you, like you said, I, like they, I've seen a lot of improvement from a lot of guys from, from fall to now in a short time. So Obviously, we need to see it translate to under the lights, too. But uh, I think so far, guys have responded really well to him. Yeah, it definitely has a, a big, big hole to fill with the rotation, as you kind of implied there. We really need to see it under the lights. But 
that's awesome. I, I've always enjoyed it when the coach is, is personable and, and genuinely seems like he cares about you outside of the job or the sport. So um, on that note, Florida State announced their starting rotation via Brett Nevitt, breaking that on Twitter today. Um, uh, Carson Montgomery, Jackson Ballmeister, and Jamie Arnold. Uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as it's laid out at this point. Is this kind of what you expected? Any big surprises? And I guess just really shortly, like what can fans expect from each of those guys? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think, you know, I thought about it, what they were going to do. I mean, I'd been at every fall scrimmage, every preseason scrimmage. I had thought about it for a long time. Um, you know, even going into this week, I didn't know for sure what they were going to do. The two guys I really felt like were definitely going to be in there were Montgomery and Arnold. I just felt like they profiled well as starters and they had done a good job up to this point um, and put themselves in a position to do that. I didn't know how they would use Wyatt. You know, I, I, I think, I think they think he can start, but I think they know he can be a dominant bullpen guy. Um, and, you know, I thought between him and J bomb, I thought one of those two guys was going to be in the rotation, but I didn't really know which one it would be. Um, so, you know, finding out early this morning, it was going to be Carson J bomb and, and, and Arnold, um, not too surprising, but I knew some people obviously not having Wyatt in there would be a surprise. I mean, he's his Golden Spikes candidate. He's a, you know, preseason All-American. But I mean, he got those he's got he got to those things through his performance out of the bullpen last year. So I just think this is the rotation that's going to maximize their value with Wyatt in the pen and, and, and Connor Whitaker in the pen, because those are just two guys that, you know, can give you four or five innings out of the pen in high leverage situations if you need it. Um, Carson going through some of these, those three guys, Carson had a really good preseason. Um, I started to see some things click for him in, in the back half of fall power turbo sinker, um, 94, 96 can run it up to 98 has done a lot better job of commanding that pitch and, and missing barrels with it. Um, it, even though it comes in at such a high velocity, it's not really a swing and miss pitch. It's more so try to miss the barrel get weak contact and and generate ground balls to, to be a little bit more efficient and, and to try to get more innings out of him. Uh, the slider has, you know, it's always been good, but now it's, it's the best it has been. And it's kind of, you know, it's a bit of a slider slurve. You can call it either one. It has two plane break, but it's really hard. It's really nasty. And it makes a lot of guys look really bad at the plate. I mean, comes in 83, 85 and just two plane break. That's, you know, not many college pitchers have a breaking ball like that. Uh, he'll also throw a cutter and change up, but it mostly be sink and fastball and the slider. Um, 
Jackson, four pitch guy, uh, like Carson, but will kind of, you know, mix in hit the three off speeds more than, than just one breaking ball. Um, fastball up in the zone is dominant 92, 95, gets really good carry, has really good extension on the mound. Uh, curveball slider change up is the off speeds. Change up's probably the best one right now. Does a really good job using it against lefties. Uh, slider was a pitch he added in the summer and it's continuing to develop kind of a low 80 sweeper um, curveball you know, has improved a bit but there's still some incons- inconsistencies with it but I think he'll use that pitch against lefties along with the changeup. Arnold is uh, from Jesuit Tampa my alma, alma mater uh, and he's just a guy that he's been there done that when it comes to starting he's, he was Jesuit's ace this past high school season. Um, they were 5A state title winners. Um, and he just faced a lot of really good competition. And he's just never looked phased since he got here to Florida State and had a really good fall, had a really good preseason. 88-90 uh, fastball, nothing flashy about him. Low low slot from the left side. Um, just some funkiness to him. Uh, he's got a really good slider that he can use to both righties and lefties. And he'll also mix in a change up from time to time. But this is a group that I don't think is set in stone for the whole season, but um, at least what they think gives them the best chance to win some games here this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about uh, Montgomery's command. There were times last year where he was just absolutely dominant in some of those uh, almost reliever type roles or or second man uh, in a game. And then there were times where it's just, he couldn't find the strike zone. So uh a little bit the same with, with J-Bomb, like you said, and uh, really excited about Arnold because I've been hearing you kind of hype him up for a while. Um, the rotation has a lot of big shoes to fill. Parker Messick, Bryce Hubbard, uh, both being drafted. Uh, many thought Wyatt, as you said, would be in the rotation, uh, but is instead projected to be one of those high leverage arms out of the pen. Is he the best arm on the staff? Yeah, I think between him and Monty, we'll see. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know, I think Wyatt is the most proven arm on this staff and the guy that you probably trust the most to go get you ounce in the back end of a game. And I think that's why to start the year, he's not in the rotation um, because, you know, this isn't a deep staff. So you don't, you know, you don't want question marks in the bullpen because, you know, if a guy struggles out of the pen, there's not many other guys to turn to, you know, there's only a real core group of eight arms on this staff that they really fully trust right now. I think a couple other guys in the mix behind those eight, but um, yeah, I just, you know, Wyatt, the fastball, the slide, fastball slider mix is just so good. And his changeup's gotten a lot better too, actually, you know, real good three pitch pitcher, you know, he just doesn't, you don't ever see Wyatt get, you know, rattled or anything like that. He's just so good at staying within himself, staying composed. He's a very, you know, doesn't talk too much, but he just goes about his business in the right way. And, um, you know, he's a captain on this team. Obviously, the guys in the locker room like him a lot. You know, I do think Carson is right there with him stuff wise. And, you know, they'll probably be around the same range in the draft. So best pitcher, um, you know, obviously going into the season, I, I think yes. But by the end of the season, I think Carson's going to be right there with him. If if he continues the trend in the in the direction that he's been recently, I think. Well, that That's great to hear that about Carson and uh to see both of the, their sliders from both sides of the uh, the mound is pretty is pretty fun to see, uh, especially if they they end up in the same game. Um, yeah. Let's shift over to the lineup. Uh, Alex Terrell, Brett Roberts, 
Reese Albert, Tyler Martin, those are the kind of the noteworthy names that are gone. Um, some of those guys, you know, it, it's not the worst thing that they're gone, but uh, definitely some some guys you could depend on. Um, but there are a lot of familiar faces returning with, with, with Jaime and uh, James and a couple other, but who do you feel like is the offensive leader uh, for this lineup? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a group of three with Jaime, um, James, and and Cam Smith, the freshman. But more so than anyone, Jaime. I mean, Jaime is the the, the cornerstone of the outfield and the lineup. Um, you know, when I talked to Link, he said he didn't really think there had ever been a sophomore captain for him before, and it's because you know Jaime is just such a complete player and and at you know student athlete, They're really good off the field. You know, I think a four GPA really good in the community, really good with kids. And then when you go in the field, he's well-rounded as well. I mean, strikeout numbers aren't too bad, you know, hits for some power, can run a little bit, you know, has, has been, has really improved in the outfield as well. Big arm in the outfield. Um, but at the plate, I mean, you just, you just don't see Jaime make ma many bad decisions. A lot of good swing decisions from him. He does a good job of laying off sliders away from him. You know, the one kind of hole in his game last year was the inner half fastball in the inner half, but you know, I think he's done a good job of even taking that away and getting the bat head out to those pitches more often. Um, so Jaime is just so well-rounded. I mean, he's never a, a, an easy out for any pitchers. Um, everything he hits is hit hard, um, and he plays hard as heck and you know, plays the game with, with a lot of energy. And, you know, I love watching him play baseball, and I could watch him play, you know, every day of the year. And, you know, that's the other thing about him that's so good is he's so durable. I mean, he was only a guy to – start all 59 games last year and that was as a freshman so you know I think sky's the limit for Jaime this year um all right I, I I've had you on here for like 20 minutes now I know you got some stuff to do so let, let's just wrap it up here um fill out the Brett Nevitt lineup card for this team what's your batting order who's taking each position and, and I guess just kind of a bonus what's the name you're really paying paying attention to yeah, I think, you know, this will be mine. I don't know if it will certainly be theirs. And I think they'll have they'll have some rotation stuff going on at a couple spots, maybe second base, maybe in a couple of the outfield spots, especially opening day might probably won't be there every day nine because I believe James Madison is going to start a lefty. Mm -hmm. um, so may see some platoonish tough stuff, stuff type there. Um, but uh, I'd probably go carry on it short leading off. Uh, to start the year, just his experience. And he did that last year a little bit. Um, I think I'd go Jordan Williams in left field, hitting second, and then, you know, have your three guys, right field, Jaime hitting third, Tibbs playing first, hitting fourth, Cam hitting fifth and playing third. And that will kind of be your your core power in the lineup. Um, DH, DH is a spot that I've kind of been back and forth on. Um, against righties, I'd start Gunnett Carlson. Against lefties, I'd I'd start Cade Bush. But I could also see them starting Vaz Jimenez there on opening day because he's had a really, really good preseason, hit the ball hard a bunch. Um, seventh, I'm trying to think of all the positions right now. Uh, probably center field, DMS Ross. Um, had a really good fall. Hasn't had as a as consistent and productive preseason, but his fall was – he was the most consistent guy uh, in the fall of the entire lineup. And I could see him hitting lead off as well, uh, especially by the second half of the season. Um, catcher will be Colton Vincent to start the year. I believe, um, they got a few other options back there, but Holbrook's down right now. I do think when Holbrook comes back, if, if the hamate bone, 
uh, heals up quickly that he'll be the guy back there. Um, and then second base, I'd probably go Titan Kamaka, um, but I could also see it being Nander um, just because of Nander's experience and he's been here, done that. Um, but I thought Titan had a really good fall and a good preseason at the plate. Um, has had a couple defensive miscues recently, but I think, you know, he's he's a freshman and the mistakes are going to be there sometimes. But, you know, I, I would live and learn with Titan and kind of let that play out and see what, what happens. But um, Jordan Taylor is another guy in the outfield that could start an opening day um, and could be a, a really big impact guy by the end of the year. But that would be my starting nine um, buying into. I mean, it's probably easy. Cam Smith, um, that's the easy choice for sure. Um, he's just, he's a superstar. He, I mean, I, I know he hasn't stepped on the field yet, but he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be a guy that goes in the first round, in my opinion, and next year. Um, it's everything about him, size, the way he goes about his business. I mean, he he just looks like a big leaguer on the field with college kids. I mean, it's probably 6'4 and 225 some pounds, has all the power you could want, has a big arm at third base. Still kind of learning that position a little bit, so it might take him some time early in the year defensively. Um, but I think, you know, he's going to play that position for a really long time and be really, really good at it. All right. Uh, let me get you out of here. Uh, last year, Florida State uh, ended the season in the regionals, a very disappointing regionals. Um, where do you see this team? compared to last, do you think this is a regional team? Could they make a super? Uh, can they make a run of the College World Series? What are your thoughts here? It's hard to say, um, just with the the pitching depth. I mean, like I've said on Sunday Golds, like you need a you need a lot of best case scenarios to get where you want to go. Um, you know, this team's not ranked going into the year. I really like the upside, and I really think they're going to hit. I think they got a lot of athletes, and they're going to be able to do what Link wants to do. They're going to be able to run. They're going to be able to do a little small ball and, and, you know, hit some hit for some power with those, that middle three in the lineup. Um, you know, I don't really think this is a team that's going to host a regional. I do think they're going to get to a regional. Um, and I think they're a team that can make a lot of damage in the postseason because of that top group of arms you have. Um, I think it's going to be hard to get through the entire year with, with the depth, but if you can get to the regional and, and have, you know, a car, that, that core, five or so of Carson, um, Carson, Wyatt, J-Bomb, Whitaker. Um, if those guys are firing on, on, all, on all cylinders and you have, you know, a Doug Kirkland fully back by then and firing all cylinders, um, you know, just a lot of things that have to happen on the pitching staff. But there is a lot of upside there and there's pieces there. It's, it's just got to come together. Well, Brett, I want to I want you to take a second, uh, tell everybody where they can find the latest and greatest from you about Florida State baseball. Yeah, my Twitter is at Brett PN. Um, so if you ever need anything, just go there. And Sunday Golds, Twitter is at Sunday Golds. Um, you know, just give us a listen. If you've never heard it before, subscribe to the podcast. Um, do our best to try to get on there as often as possible this year. Um, and then Noel for seven for the news that we have. Um, but yeah, anything you need to find, basically you can go to my Twitter at Brett PN. Well, Brett, thanks so much for jumping on, man. I really appreciate it. I uh, can't wait to uh, talk Florida State and Boston Red Sox baseball with you all season long. Brett, thanks so much, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.